Hello there. You really are every time, aren't you? Yep. Hello. Hey, he is here. Oh. Ahoy. G'day, mate. How's volume? It's all good? Uh, Seems I'm... all good to me. Alright. Mm. I'll just, uh, yeah, you should see what a little bit soft bed, JT, which is weird because you have clearly the better systems. Well, how about this? Oh, that's much better. Right. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> All right. So, what what do you guys do? Do you ever do like intros? Do you ever say like? Uh, 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 we do. We do have an intro. Um, stupid, but we have one. Yes. No. It's no. It's not stupid. It's incredible. No, it's stupid. It's just like a blatant who's lied ripoff. No. Oh, no, man. it isn't. That's only. That's only mostly entirely true. <laughs> Could always sing the intro for you guys. Tick tock, Welcome to the latest podcast by the secret. What, what's the name again? What the fuck? Secret. <laughs> secret base. I just called it secret base zone, just like as a laugh. There you go. Is there a secret base zone? Yes, yes, there is. It's in Sonic Advance. We talked about it. We talked time. about it on episode. The one before the last one we did. Uh Welcome to Super Peel Out, the podcast where hedgehogs go fast and the cannon doesn't matter. That's right, the cannon is just like all the different Sonics and all the different animated series. I am one of your hosts, JT Duckman. And I'm Bogus. And today we I'm are... Oh, yeah, sorry. There, there he is. <laughs> there he is. Never mind. It's him. I jumped it. It's the back. No, you are now, you're now a third member now that you've said that. I couldn't tell I couldn't tell everyone that you're a guest, so now you're just part of the main crew now. I'm cool with that, oh, honestly. Well. You could just <laughs> come every week. Yeah, brilliant. I could be like the guy that doesn't know as much, but I'm still here for some reason. That's great. I mean, hey, I, that, that, that's the dynamic. You can learn a thing or two. You could become a true Sonic, Sonic Otaku. Absolutely. So, who are you again? Oh, I'm Normus, uh, also known as Normus on Twitch. Uh, weird name to also put the platform in there, but I've decided I can't take it back now. Um, it happens. Just normal, do whatever. Hell yeah. Well, we're all streamers. So. Streamer gang. Yeah. Yeah, only been doing it for about a year, but um, I don't know. Things are kind of moving faster than I expect. Lots of nice people that I've bumped into, including uh, Holgast, uh, as you came into my stream, and uh, we seem to have a bit in common. And we happen to be Aussie, so why not uh, do some of the projects like this here? I think it's a cool idea. We also have far better audio quality than both of us put together. (laughs) I have a blue snowball on a stool. That is my entire set up that's pretty good i mean like mine's budgeted anyway i mean if you look at my background it's like my limited uh few plush things something from dragon ball something from pokemon and a very cheap light that can switch up for 10 bucks so there you go i'm kind of i'm kind of budgeted through but uh the microphone is the expensive asset so that's why there's a bit of an audio quality it has to be right for the uh, voice acting so of course that's the other thing that i do yeah so, uh, Anyways, yes. so uh, Norm, I guess are we? Well, what's your what? What do you know about Sonic? 
Okay, so I, I basically like grew up with the um, with the games, and from the games, like I just loved watching the animations. And you know, uh, I'll give my deeper opinion later on. But yeah, just like being an absolutely huge Sonic fan, even I like found some of my childhood photos like last week, and I'm wearing like a Sonic the Hedgehog T-shirt in <laughs> like a bunch of them. Um, it was either Sonic or Garfield. Uh, those were the two shirt series. Oh, I had a Mario shirt too, actually. But Did yeah, you know? like. Mm. Did you know? That sorry for interrupting you, uh, but there is a official crossover between Sonic and Garfield. Oh, I think I know something about this. Hold on a second. Is it a? I I know something. It's like really obscure. Is it a game? It's technically a game. If it's right. like a, there was like a in like the late nineties, there was a PC combo pack that mm. came with two games and it was sonic right. and garfield but it was like official and the box art is sonic and garfield like kind of doing the uh the like rant sona arms crossed you yeah, know, yeah leaning back on each other i'd That's love to cool. have a copy of that but it's pretty obscure and rare because it's like a weird pc thing but I'm it does exist i'm pretty sure i've seen it too so that's cool that's awesome uh, but yeah, so like that is like just being a typical '90s kid. Uh, Sonic was everywhere, and I just loved the games to bits. Like the first three specifically, and then you'll see as the games go on. Like I, I slowly lost more and more interest as um, as I got older, I guess. But like the first couple of like console games, oh my god! Like um, I had the posters, I had the shirts. Like it was definitely my thing. So it's it's perfect background for like where I was in watching the animations because. Um, you know, half of them are in the nineties, so yes, um, definitely, definitely watch them. And you know, like I, um, I drew Sonic a lot, uh, and even I think I did like some light modding for like a Sonic Two ROM or something like way back in the day. Um, but those early um, console games are pretty much my bread and butter when it comes to Sonic. And then you'll notice that it gets very, very hazy after those couple of console games. Yeah, I uh, I played around with the hex editor a little bit, but it just kind of complicated. So all I ended up doing was some palette swaps, and that was it. Oh yeah, oh, cool. But um, yeah, that that's pretty much a quick snapshot. So um, the the latest kind of interaction I have with any Sonic game was like Sonic Mania. Um, I have bought it and have yet to play through, but it's one of those things like. Um, when I'm streaming, I only do like one game with every genre at a time. Otherwise, I'll just like be too scattered all over the place. So um, right now on platformers, I'm on uh, what's the hack and slash game that I'm playing right now? Uh, Dead Cells, and then it's either going to be like Sonic or a different Mega Man X game. But um, yeah, brilliant. Still a big fan, and uh, happy to talk about the animations. Heck yeah! Which animation in particular? Do you have in mind? Well, I can talk about most of them, actually, but, like, probably the first two, and then Sonic X. Um, Sonic and a Boom, yeah, so, so the ones that I probably could speak the most on is um, Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, um, Satam, and Atush, and uh, Sonic X, Sonic Boom, probably the ones that I could... But, but I still have background of, like, Underground, so Prime is probably the one that I know about, but I haven't watched it. I, I don't think any of us have seen Prime yet. Oh dear. Okay. Um. All right. I mean, 
You know, it's kind of weird. I don't really think I've met anyone that's ever been like, oh yeah, no, I've seen all of Sonic Underground. Did that show just, like, not air as much? Um, so my, well, actually, I feel, Hogos, you have some decent knowledge about that series, right? Uh, not really. Like, way back on the Mobius forum, someone said it was good, and I happened to find a VHS of it for sale. And I dragged oh. my brother to watch it because I heard it was good. And, well, I'm sure you know what happened. Yeah, okay. That's funny. But, yeah, if we want to talk about Underground first, maybe that's good because, like, it's probably the one we all know the least about, unless you know a lot about it, Duckman. I I haven't seen it. I've been meaning to just kind of marathon it as a joke, but mm. it is it is pretty long. Um, there's a lot of Jaleel White singing. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can take that much of it at once, like that concentrated amount. Mm. But it's one of those shows, like I, I know too much about it for something that I haven't watched a lot of. Do you know what I mean? You guys, yeah. Have well, I mean, it's probably a pretty formulaic show. I would yeah. imagine it's probably just you know Robotnik's doing something dumb. Sonic and his siblings are looking for their mom. They yep. probably find a clue or something, and then. Robotnik gets beat up. I knew he had, like, these two, like, weird bumbling minions that weren't, like, robots, but they weren't, like, humans either. They were, like, weird... I forgot yeah. what their names were. Like, one of them, I think, is legit a bandicoot, and he looks at, like, a ripped Crash Bandicoot, and the other yeah, one they is Coyote. They definitely looked like they were taken out of something that wasn't Sonic. They looked like they were from, like, Ninja Turtles or, like, yeah. Yeah, that's a very good comparison, absolutely. So, I'm so, looking um, at the Sonic retro page. Firstly, Jaleel White is not the singing voice. He's only the talking voice. Mm. And the characters are Sweet right. and Dingo. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So, actually, can I, like, say, like, what was the general atmosphere when it came to Sonic Ground? Because, obviously, I was around when it came out, and the number thing that number one thing that I remember is, like, just everyone was laughing at how, on the surface, how much of a bad idea that looked like. Just, like, them playing instruments and, like, very little to do with, like, Sonic and speed and the world of Sonic. Like, we all just thought, like, what a weird concept to base a whole series on. Do you know what I mean? It seems yeah. like an 80s thing than a 90s thing. Yeah, it does. That's a good way to put it. Definitely. But that intro is killer, I gotta say. Like, that is yes. a pretty awesome intro. I mean, absolutely. You just reference it constantly, just as a joke. <laughs> I yes. do, yeah. So when I play stuff, if anything goes underground, I'm just like, Sonic Underground. And, like, it could be, like, piping. It could be, like you know, Mario going into a pipe, but I'm going to sing Sonic Underground because that, that's the way that I use it, yeah. Uh, my, my constant Sonic Underground intro reference is whenever anyone, like, promises anything, I'm like, they made a vow. Which, uh, uh, be because the series didn't finish. Didn't yeah, no, their vow, they made a vow that didn't finish. <laughs> what happened to your vow, guys? They didn't find their mom, bro. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, so probably, like, the most obscure for all of us, I imagine. But, um, look, I have heard, like, mixed things, just like you said, Holgast. Like, um, definitely some people say, like, look, it's way better than everyone thinks. And there are, like, apparently the music um, is a highlight to it. And because of variety and who the writers are, 
Um, the singer for Sonic is like one of the guys from Ed, Ed and Eddie. And oh, that yeah, makes just, a lot of sense. Hmm, the composition of like some of the music is apparently pretty good, but the editing like gives everyone like a fever nightmare. <laughs> apparently, during it's all probably, of the musical scenes, it's probably like the Donkey Kong Country TV show because that show also had several music numbers per episode. And like, oh. there's a couple, there's a couple slappers in uh, in Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, I mean, in my limited experience with both, I feel like Donkey Kong Country definitely slaps more than Sonic Underground. But I get it because I also watched like the first half of My Little Pony, and there were some really good tracks in there too. Oh, nice. I'm definitely. Oh, I I'm, I don't know if Norm is aware of this, but I am like probably well probably not probably but definitely significantly younger than you guys so i have a much different experience with these shows i guess because i didn't watch them like while they were coming out Mm. um i mostly watched them either ah, i remember like when i was a kid like i was still like i may be young but i was still alive when Blockbuster wasn't, like, completely dead. Because I do remember renting, like, VHSs for, like, Sat AM. I think one AOSTH tape they had. I don't think they had any underground, but I could be wrong. I also had Most... one tape of Adventures. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I do believe most of my experience with the 90s Sonic cartoons came mostly from me going to a friend's house, and my friend had the DVDs of all of them, like the full series for each of them. DVDs, that's crazy. Like, I never came across the VHS tapes. Like, all of my episodes, believe it or not, were taped off TV on VHS. That's awesome. Do you still have the tapes? No way. <laughs> Damn. You think, you think I would leave the country, go to South Korea, and then I'd bring away videotapes with me? Yes. Well, are they somewhere? Um, highly doubtful, yeah. Damn it. <laughs> You'd see a whole bunch of, like, obscure Aussie advertisements from the 90s. I mean, honestly, that's what, that would I would be way more interested in than the actual, like, Sonic <laughs> cartoons. Like, the people that still have tapes... From like the nineties, that that stuff is a time capsule, dude. Definitely, yeah. Um, the last thing that I know about Underground is that, like, uh, uh, apart from all that obscure trivia, it's like uh, Knuckles is in it. He's got like a three episode uh, kind yeah, of. Yeah, he's arc. got like a handful of episodes. That's pretty cool. And but the like just other things like the aesthetic of Sonic Underground looks completely different to like anything else that came out. Because um, after Underground, you have Sonic X, which is anime. And yes. then both Sonic series before that look so, like, Western in the way that, like, I don't know, there's something very different. So what I know about Underground, it was the first Sonic that was, like, colored digitally. And so because of that, it, the contrast is so high on every single character and every color palette. It has a visual style that just doesn't look like anything else. So as soon as you look at a, a still from Underground... You instantly know, oh, that's underground because look at yeah. the art style. It's completely unique in the way that it looks. Um, but yeah, I, I just think like interesting time capsule of the late nineties with Sonic. Just 
It, it came out in sync with the game. I th- it might have came out around the same time, what, like Adventure or something, right? And so he was slowly becoming a bit more of a, like, uh, a character more defined on, like, the um, the extreme, like, I don't know how to put it. Like, it became more attitudistic around this time period. So, like, very experimental time, I feel, for Sonic. I think that's just kind of Sonic. Uh, as a, as a character, I feel because like, I I contrast like the way he looks in adventure. Do you know how he's got like this very circular, and he they added the green eyes, and he became long, yes. and he's got like hand signs. But classic Sonic is just the finger wave. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So like I think that transition between the two happened around underground. So it was almost like what are we doing with this guy? You know, um, and I think that might be part of why underground ends up the way that it is. I think that's. I mean, you make a good point, because I think that's just something that isn't exclusive to Underground, per se. I think that's just kind of Sonic as a brand, historically, because Sonic is kind of always about trying to be cool, I guess. And what is cool changes over time, so that's why Sonic, I feel, changes from the kind of, like... I mean, obviously I wasn't alive to really give a true, like... A, a accurate uh, social climate example of like the '90s and '80s, but like I feel like the the early Sonic was kind of more catering towards like the rad, you know, like late '80s, early '90s sort of sensibilities because that was what mm. was considered cool then. But then as the late '90s started to show up and things started to go from rad to more like extreme, then Sonic had to chase yeah, that kind of yeah. and then and then in the 2000s it kind of goes from like extreme i mean it's still pretty extreme with stuff like sonic writers and all that coming out then but um i feel like it then goes from like extreme to more kind of sort of melodramatic anime inspired but still well, yeah. like dragon ball like esque and yeah, then yeah, and then later on it kind of drifts away from that back into a more cartoony sort of uh, tone. Yeah, it kind and, of leveled out again, right? Yeah, and now now people want the anime nonsense, so that's starting to kind of build up again with Frontiers starting to be a little bit more, like, lore-focused. <gasps> anime nonsense. How anime nonsense. I mean... <laughs> I'm curious what that's going to be about, because you probably can tell me a lot about that. Um, but... To digress, like Sonic Underground, <laughs> let's go back to anything else that um, sticks out to you guys for Underground? There's a lot of scenes in Underground that are very off-model. Like, there's, you can pause sometimes, like, in any action shot, or any really any shot, and sometimes, like, there would be some weird-looking Sonic. There's a lot of funny gifs on the internet of people, like, pointing it out. Like yeah, uh, like just plastic. an animation floor or something, right? Yeah, I mean, like sometimes, like the perspective is all just weird. Like, I bet if you just go on to, if you go on to Tenor here, just type in Sonic Underground, <laughs> you probably would find. Where's the? What am I looking for? Yeah, this 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 is a good example of just kind of the the perspective just being a little being a little <laughs> weird. <laughs> that is amazing. That re- okay, so like being a fighting game guy, <laughs> being a fighting game guy, that is pretty much 
all that's left of like the Street Fighter animation from the '90s. It's exactly like that, like very weirdly drawn perspective shots. Where like the character does not change as they like run towards the camera, and they're like a, basically a miniature. It's like, what were they thinking? Clearly, a bunch of people saw that, but they're like, nah, we gotta ship it. Go, 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 go. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. it's not the animators being bad at animation. Yeah. I'm sure it's <laughs> other things. Is but it is good. funny in retrospect, just seeing Definitely. the the off-model shots. It must have just been made on a budget. Uh, I just heard that they were going to reuse the interiors of Not Hole from Sat Am, but they just didn't end up mm. Makes sense. Yeah, I heard it was rushed, actually, so that, that'll make sense. Cool. I mean, because when did Underground actually air? I've just closed the tab, and I think it's 99. 97, 99. 97 yeah. and 99. Oh, it was 99, I think. I've just closed the tab. Let me go find it again. Uh, <laughs> all right, tab opening. Sonic Underground. Uh, it says it is a... It, yeah, 1999. Oh, the French name is Sonic Le Rebel. <laughs> Very good. Little piece of uh, obscure trivia for anyone. Uh, yeah, okay, so it was from January to May 1999. So yeah, that actually is post-Sonic Adventure, at least in yeah. Japan. It came out in the West on 9999. But it definitely is in the, the tail end of the classic Sonic era. And that kind of whole era of Sonic is a bit of a, a bit of a mess behind the scenes with what to do with the Sonic brand. Uh, yeah. It was pretty much the comics keeping the entire brand alive at that t- at that time because the games weren't coming out. Yeah. So like that's the one that I don't know that most about, but um, something that I have a, I like such an unhealthy um, kind of interest in is actually Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes. Um, which is originally from 1992, right? And yes. I still, to this day, hum the intro. And I will stand by this. I think it's one of the best 2D um, animated intros of all time. I love it to bits, um, every single part of it. So It's, it's very Looney Tunes-esque. Yeah, so Looney Tunes is the perfect way to kind of, like, compare it. I just, So, like, I have so much to say about this. I feel like one of you two guys should probably, like, uh, tell me how you feel about um, the show itself. And then, because I might hop on for a bit too long on this one, so. Uh, about AOSTH? Yeah. Um, I definitely think it was my personal favorite as a kid. Because SADAM, it was cool. Like, Sadam is cool, especially if you're into, like, the, the story. But I was less really a, a narrative-driven, like, enjoyment, enjoyer mm-hmm. kid. I was more of a, like, yeah, just like a cartoon-liker. And uh, AOSCH is definitely more cartoony. Yeah, it's episodic, and it's very different yeah. style, both of those two, yeah. Uh, which is weird, because they both aired at the same time. So it was just, you would get a cartoon Sonic for most of the week, and then Saturday mornings, you'd get the serious Sonic. Yeah. That's weird, right? Holgas, what do you think? Well, my partner likes to uh, bring up a couple of things about Robotnik, who was uh, joined by Long John Baldry, and mm-hmm. apparently yes. one of his animation sheets, I can't find it right now, it says, draw expressively not well. 
Oh, how so? Draw, keep it loose and distorted. Draw expressively and not well. Oh yeah. On the uh, yeah, on the the notes for the care. I know what you're talking about. That's really amazing to to have that as your kind of like baseline. Like this is what we're going for, guys. Um, and like you know, knowing the background of it, like one of the like Deke produced both of them, but one of them was just like we need more Sonic out there. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. I like how the same image says drawing that sexy guy's handsome head in reference to robot. <laughs> Very good. Um, Robotnik in AOSTH is definitely an interpretation on the character that I don't think we'll ever see again. Um, yeah. And I think that's kind of sad because, yeah, he's he's so... I mean, I guess everything is so weird in that show. Mm. But, like, Robotnik, like, I don't even know how to describe his character in that. He's just unhinged. Just a very unhinged, angry man who just wants Sonic obliterated. I love that. I've never seen that before. That, like, sketch, that, like, uh, rough sketch of Robotnik, how to draw him. That's really great. Yeah, just the fact that, yeah, pretty much to throw realism out the window and just kind of express what Robotnik is feeling at that time. it, it, go, it goes says, in... uh, Robotnik is not a straight villain. He is an object of ridicule. Keep that fat adult you hated when you were a child in mind. But your least favorite politician. Big, huge, fat, and repulsive. Yeah. <laughs> object of ridicule. Okay. Um, great character. Great, um, great theme as well. So... Um, <laughs> Uh, the, the I just love like the so- the music for me is super memorable. So you know the whole um, robotic so good. It's like memorable above all else. Like there are so many things that you just forget about in a bunch of these series, but the music is super memorable for me. And I don't think they put in half of the effort that I think like Sonic Underground would have put into its music, right? But why does this again? Could be nostalgia, but I just think. It's just, it fits, and it's memorable, and, I mean, to go back to what I want to say about the series as a whole, I think it's exactly what I really think um, Sonic should be as a series, because the whole concept in itself is about a blue hedgehog, like, doing loop-de-loops and busting animals out of robotic form. Like, why not just make it unhinged like, like this series? Like, I think that's what it should be. Um, so the contrast to it is obviously the next series that came out, right? And Saturn, to me, um, was like, yeah, something a bit more serious, probably cooler and better made, but I don't think it fits the tone perfectly of what I think Sonic should have been transitioning straight out of the game form. Sorry, can we go back to Adventures for a little bit, because we didn't mention Grounder and Scratch. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what we, yeah, we, we'll stay on adventures for now, but Scratch and Ground, oh my god. So you talk about, like, iconic duos and stuff that's memorable. Like, it's so good, isn't it? I mean... about Coconut? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, um, I just love the dynamic of, like, henchmen that just, like, it, it's, like, as you said before, Looney Tunes, right? It's great. Yeah. Also, Jim Cummings... Uh, voiced Robotnik in the pilot. Yeah, Jim Cummings was like oh, sexy really? Robotnik in uh in Sad AM. Have I 
Oh, is that right? Okay, wow. I, yeah, I thought I was going to say he's, uh, he's the Robotnik that's like, oh, yes, that's, that tingles very good. Yeah, yeah he, was also the, he was also the same role in the pilot of uh, AOSTH. And oh my, I can't imagine AOSTH Robotnik with Jim yeah. Cummings' voice. That we'll doesn't sound right. It. We'll have to find it. Oh dear. So he, can, he can do comedy well, but it would have a completely different feel to it, wouldn't it? Yeah, as opposed to the... The, uh... Snooping as usual, I see. <laughs> the SSSS squad. I guess there's, like, a reason that it was such a uh, bastion of YouTube poop sources. Oh my god, that's true. Yeah, it was yeah. all YouTube poops. Oh, and, great. And, like, famous music videos like uh, Robotnik's Tea Party and whatever other ones. That's good. I haven't seen the pilot episode, so I'd definitely check that out. We're gonna have to check it out later, yeah, because I can't yeah. do a while. No, that's good. Um... So, yeah, I just, like, to sum up, like, I think it's great. Like, the music, um, the intro is absolutely boss. Um, I love the feeling. But, like, on the negatives, like, there are some parts of that show that just feel so damn cheap. And it's like, ooh, you guys really ran out of coin on this one, you know? It's like, you, this is, even as a kid, I started noticing, like, the weird pacing and weird animation that happens sometimes. Um, even in the first episode... There's one point where, like, um, Robotnik, like, looks at the camera, and it's just, like, a, a ten-second shot of him looking at the camera and, like, can you believe this situation? And even as a kid, I was like, that's really weird that they chose to do that. So, while it's definitely not the most polished, far from it, uh, series, um, I think more than anything, the atmosphere and what they were going for, the concept was perfect. Oh. Um, yeah. What do you think? We haven't I mean, mentioned Sonic Says. Either. There's so much <laughs> extra stuff to talk about. That's no good. That's no good. So, yeah, oh, those made me uncomfortable as a kid. <laughs> I mean, every kind of, like, special episode sort of thing where it's like, hey, kids, here's a lesson yeah. in life. Like, you, you know, don't want to see this. Dialed PSAs. Don't go into a washing machine or you're <laughs> really wet. Because they were doing it for, like, also, like, Captain Planet and stuff. Like, every show around this period was like, let's tell the kids what they shouldn't be doing, because apparently parents can't do it, so. I mean, I think both AOSTH and SETAM, they had to have been successful and memorable enough, because they're the only two... Well, wait, no, shit, Boom exists. Um... But, I mean, before Boom, they were the only two real Sonic games to get their own bespoke games made out of them. And, well, I guess bespoke games in air quotes here. Mm. Um, but, I mean... I mean Machine is hardly a bespoke game. I mean, yeah, but it is based off of Adventure of Sonic the Hedgehog, and Sonic Spinball was very clearly Sad AM inspired. They were going to make another, like, an actual, like, Sad AM game. Where you were, you would play as Sonic, and you would have to like stealth around to defeat the 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 SWAT bots. That's what they were called. And uh, they they made like a prototype of it, and I believe they sent it to Sega of Japan for approval. And they're like, "What the hell? This isn't Sonic!" And they shut it down. But it, those those shows were definitely popular. 
I feel like Sad Am probably has a larger overall legacy than AOSCH due to the fact that the comics were kind of based off oh, of that, and definitely. then the comic branched off into their own weird pender. We don't talk about Ken Penders on this on this podcast, but I do think actually one one other cool thing about the cartoons, the old '90s cartoons, is they're also the first instance of the Western version of Sonic kind of converting into yeah, that's a good point. Universal um, Sonic was supposed to do the fact that prior to the cartoons, Sonic never mentioned Chili Dogs like once. Yeah, that's a good the point. cartoons, the cartoons are what invented that whole character trait of him, and now it's like a recognized canon thing that Sonic likes chili dogs. So that's like one of the few times where the Western version of Sonic kind of became the new canon, like bled into it. Yeah, that's a good point, um, and it's also interesting. Like um, a Japanese IP has just exploded in the West. So you have like two simultaneous productions running at the same time in the early nineties. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's, it's, it's a interesting way to think about it as the first iteration. Um, like other, other things with the show itself, like I'm very much bothered by Brown tales. How do you guys <laughs> feel about that? <laughs> I do not like it. Um, I do not wish to see it. And, it's, to me, it's a, such a weird choice. He's clearly orange to contrast Sonny. This is your blue arms hill, is it? You're gonna die <laughs> on this hill. <laughs> yes, the blue arms of Sonic Boom um, are my my brown tails. <laughs> like I could probably go on with a laundry list of things that I um, thought were really weird, and and I've already mentioned the cheapness and everything. But um, yeah, brown tails uh, doesn't do it for me. But, uh, and some of the animation was so damn clunky and weird, like, framing choices and stuff are all, um, real hallmarks of a, a 90s budgeted Sonic interpretation. But what, like, I'll just sum up by th- saying, like, I think this, with money, this would have been, like, the perfect, um, iteration of transitioning from the games into an animation. I think it's, like, so good as a concept and obviously, just as an animation, it it's probably not going to ever hold up as like a classic, a quintessential animation that people still go back to watch. But um, it has a, a special place for me, I guess. It's definitely yeah. got cult appeal. Oh, absolutely. Um, and to contrast that, you've have, you have Saturn, right? And yeah. I have a few things I want to say about that as well, but um, what do you guys reckon? Oh, yeah? Oh, okay, well, I'll say like when this came out, I remember thinking like, Oh my god, so damn cool, right? Like, look at that intro. Look how like yeah, power intro, rings work. How yeah. the, uh, the 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 what even is it? The the shadow of Robotnik ship, yeah, like coming in. Um, yeah, yeah. just like him breaking the sound barrier as well as like as soon as he comes in the frame. Like, there's something cool about like an intro starting that way. Um. Yeah, absolutely love it. And obviously it's way darker and stuff. And even though I thought it was like better and cooler, I just thought like the uh I I personally felt quite a disconnect uh from yeah. the games. Uh because it was like dark and cool and like let's be honest, like as a kid I just loved like Sonic as a character. Um 
and everything else just kind of like fell in place around him. But obviously, I don't know. Like to me, it was like this was the better animation that was darker, and I should like it more. But I don't know why I gravitated to um, the other series. But like, I, I recognize it as being better, and this definitely has like a way bigger following um, than its predecessor. Yeah, it definitely has the cult. Even from the start, it had that sort of like uh, cult fan base because it's the more serious, darker sort of thing. Mm. Yeah, and I think it's done well. Like the the different Robotnik is definitely like a good um, switch up, and like you have a comical one, and then you have like a uh, one that's like really intimidating and and obviously voiced crazy well by Jim Cummings. Um, really great performance. I mean, Sat AM is basically like Sonic Forces, except done right, like, 20 years earlier. Because <laughs> the plot of that is basically, like, the plot of both is Robotnik has already won, right? He already took over everything. And it's yeah. about Sonic and gang trying to reclaim their land. Which, yeah, I mean, I guess it is a bit of a departure, but I think if I were to guess what kind of sparked that kind of interpretation i'd probably say it was the writers probably seeing the first sonic game and how that game has a slow transition as you play through the levels the levels go from being more colorful and uh, cartoonish to more industrial and mm. evil as as the game goes and i feel they're trying it's it's like interesting cuz it isn't like an environmental message about like ah oh, you can't have robots take over the world cuz you'll destroy our environment but it's done in a kind of like decently subtle way where it's not like i'm captain planet i destroyed pollution it's more like uh it's just it is what it is you know and i think that the darker tone is just trying to chase trends of what kids thought were cool then people kids always just want to be kind of edgy so, like, if you look at the... Did you ever play Sonic CD, Norm? Of course, yeah. Uh, which... which, What do you remember the soundtrack sounding like? Oh, like, um... It's very much of that that's Japanese soft rock. He can move. Yeah, so obviously, like, Sonic Boom is the one that stands out for me. And as for the soundtrack of the game itself... I, I, in my memory, it felt a lot like Sonic 1 more than it did Sonic 2. I see. Um, because, I, I'm not sure if you know this or not, I don't know how deep in the Sonic, I mean, this is a pretty shallow Sonic fact. It's not, okay. This is not at the bottom of the iceberg. But uh, Sonic CD has two soundtracks. Um, depending on the region. I have no idea which region um, Australia got. Mm -hmm. So... That's kind of why I asked. We discussed this in the, our first episode, dude. It's been like 8 million years since the last, <laughs> the first episode. I don't remember that, I'm sorry. How different are the soundtracks? Very. Very. Like, completely different. Extreme. Oh, wow. uh, yeah, because Sonic Boom is from the US soundtrack. There's the soundtrack for the American version of the game, and then there's uh -huh. the soundtrack for the European oh, and Japanese version. Well, I think I have. I think back when, like, maybe 2006, where I got a chance to, like, look at international ports of games, I might have seen that. Thought, yeah. Like, what? That, that doesn't sound like the version I got. Yeah, I think I come across that. Yeah, well, so the Japanese version and the European version sound very, like 
they sound very hip hop. They have a lot of like hip hop and dance, mm. um, like inspirations. Yeah, it's got like it's got club vibes. the The devs wanted to like the original composers wanted to make a soundtrack that would appeal to Westerners, which is really funny because in America they just changed the entire soundtrack. But they wanted to make a soundtrack that appealed to Americans. And so they took a lot of inspiration from, like, what was going on in the American club scenes at the time and, like, hip-hop and stuff. So that's right. kind of the 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 tone they were going. And then the tone for the U.S. version of the game is definitely more in line with Sonic Sad AM in that it's very, like, darker and more atmospheric. Because, like, oh, yeah, okay. there's there's Sonic Boom, which is, you know, um, the theme song to that version of the game. And that song's iconic in its own right, but the the actual game music definitely has a colder feel. Especially like you can the easiest example you can make is if you compare the boss music between each, because <laughs> the the Japanese version of the game, the boss music is just this kind of happy like work that sucker to death. Come on now, work that sucker to death. Like this like uh, this just kind of like schmoovin vibe to it, and then. Yeah. The U.S. version just starts with, like, this really, like, long droning, like, I don't even know what that mm -hmm. instrument is, but it just, it, 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 and then there's, like, these, like, very distorted wind chimes and an evil laughter and these, like, right. slasher movie chords to try to make robot. It, it sounds evil. It's definitely, like, scary. Like, his actual nightmare. <laughs> yeah, no, it actually, like, if, if, if a kid listened to that, it, like, I was a kid when I listened to that. I was terrified by that music. <laughs> um, well, I'll, I'll give you something that is um, uh, at the tip of the iceberg in terms of trivia. Did you know that uh, Sally's father... Is voiced by Tim Curry. No, what? I did not actually know that. Yeah, there you go. In Sat AM, Tim Curry so is, is King Acorn. Yeah, what do you think about that? Um, I also like. I love a lot of Tim Curry's like voice acting roles. I especially love him in Fern Gully as um, Hex. What is it, Hexus? I have to look that one up. But like, just him singing "Toxic Love" is like one of my favorite like animated performances in voicing. Absolutely brilliant. But yeah, there you go, Tim Curry. Who would have thought? Shout out. My uh, favorite of his, of course, is uh, Red Alert. Spice. Oh. <laughs> Red Alert. That's great. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like what? What a what a great cast that um Sadayam had in terms of like voice acting prowess, like. Nearly everyone, I think, is well known for a bunch of other roles. Um, they really, what a hodgepodge of great talents. Um, it's pretty good. I definitely think they, they had the the budget to spend on getting good voice talent. Mm. Because, well, that's I mean, right, because they were able to like lend from the pool of, um, I think it was ABC, right? I think Something like that. Yeah, like... I want. Oh yeah, so there you go. So it is an ABC like partner production, and so they were able to just like source from that pool of great voice actors, where the other series was not really able to do it, um, but they made do. And I mean, they yeah. they, they both had uh, Jaleel White as Sonic for both. Yeah. So at least they got that level of consistency. What a lucky guy to voice three complete series for Sonic. Yeah, 
I mean, he was the first English Sonic voice actor, the first of many. Great, uh, great interpretation of the character. Yeah, um, honestly. So, so on onset AM, like the thing that like I should have liked that series way more than I did because I loved the comics and I had like hundreds of them. I really had like hundreds of those comics, so I knew all of the characters, right? Like um, uh, Bunny Rabbit, Antoine, um, you know. Oh, I forgot it. Dul- Dulcie the Dragon. Oh, hell, shout out to Dulcie. <laughs> like, I remember, like, I know all of these characters, but for some reason, I don't know why I gravitated towards the other one, but it's it's obviously, like, the more loved uh, of the two from 93, 92. And, um, yeah, like, I just, I just thought, like, it's done really well, didn't work for me in terms of, like, it doesn't feel like a, um, how can I, how can I say? It didn't work as a complete transition from the games. I thought it should have been more wacky, but yeah. um, obviously the joke's on me because uh, everyone loves it. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I wasn't but... amazingly big on it either, to be honest. Mm. At the time. Yeah, but but there are a lot of like dark themes in it as well. That which is pretty surprising for when it came out. You know, like the whole is it his grandfather or his father that is a robot? Um, uh, Roboticized. Uncle's his shot, uncle, right? yeah, um, and stuff like that is pretty dark because I uh, this is the one story beat I remember the most from it. Uncle Chuck sacrifices himself um, so that the Freedom Fighters can escape Robotnik. Yeah, <laughs> no fun. <laughs> so I just popped up a photo of um, one of the SWAT bots hammering in a no fun allowed uh, sign into the ground. But yeah, like stuff like that, you know, like Uncle sacrificing himself. Um, how dark was it? Was it um, what's the name of the 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 city? Is it like Metropolis? It's Robotropolis, isn't it? Robotropolis, and like how dark and dank that place is. Like it's actually like from a quality standpoint, it's it's so good. Um, and yeah, I just think like overall, it's a way better constructed story if you're into that like you mentioned that um jt how like you were more into the episodic adventures yeah just yeah and but like this had this is something that i think was amazing like um the consistent storytelling all the way through two seasons which is really cool so while i appreciate it um i recognize it as the better series um you know, obviously, didn't stick with me as hard, but you know, great series overall. I think. Did either of you watch the the series finale, like the last couple, the last two episodes? I want to say. Oh, let me try and remember. Nope. Oh gosh, you go first. No, I haven't. I barely seen Sadam. Because Sadam, I haven't. I haven't seen oh, most no, I, of it. I, I know what it is. I suddenly remembered it. I was racking but... my brain. It's Snively. That's what you're going to talk about, right? Well, yeah, Snively does become like the main antagonist. Yeah. That's great, um, though. <laughs> yeah. That's really great. Well, I I do remember... I don't remember, like, the exact things that happened in the season finale or the series mm-hmm. finale of uh, Sad AM. But I do remember, like, it just went really hard. Like, I remember... Like, they got... Mm-hmm. Like, there was a lot of stuff that just happened in the last two episodes. Like, I think they go back and they actually get King Acorn... And like, yeah. there's like this big, uh, this big like, I don't even know, like this big fight that happens between um, 
the freedom fighters and the robots and yeah snively takes over and like all this crazy stuff is happening yeah and then I, it I ends on a cliffhanger oh yeah i i okay yeah. it's like from what i remember like obviously i could have probably watched a lot more of these in the lead up to this podcast but i do remember like snively coming out with like his cape drawn and something and it's like oh like he's still around. He's gonna be the new antagonist. That is a brilliant beat in storytelling. Um and yeah, like Doctor Doctor Robotnik's like Doomsday Project um starts up like like before they anticipated, they thought it would come later, but like some really good um storytelling in that last episode. Yeah, and then it just I think if I recall correctly, it was cancelled because Power Rangers was becoming more popular, so they they canceled it to focus more on Power Rangers. Power Rangers killed everything, man. I mean, to I be mean, fair, Power Rangers is good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, shout out, shout out to the freaking Sentai stuff. I'm not going to say... Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say it's a bad thing, but that is the reason why they they canceled it. For sure. Great. Uh, yeah, so um, we're talking about uh, and Sonic. Sonic Skateboard. Oh, is that a thing? Uh, have, skateboard. have you wait have you not seen bro this is the good thing about having someone who's not like eight million feet under the sonic iceberg is that i get to yeah. show you things i get to show Educate you things me. this is another like, thing we referenced in like the first episode but yeah you should you should watch it um just post it it's secret base zone oh yeah okay you, this, so this is the you know i'm you know what i'm gonna post right Cool guys. Yeah. Okay. Um, we have referenced it before. I put it in the show notes in like a previous episode. Sonic skateboard. Uh, just, just honestly, I, I feel like it's better to just not even give context. Just watch that video. It's mandatory. <laughs> Can you guys hear it or not? No. <laughs> so Oh my god. What did I just see with Rose? <laughs> Shadow basketball. Okay, really great. Oh, that's Sonic Heroes. So that was the time for Sonic Heroes, was it? Yeah, that's where yeah. Sonic Heroes had some Happy Meal toys um, tying into it. Well, I gotta say, for the era, and it being a Pakistan-produced Sonic McDonald's tie-in, could have been worse. That's, yeah. That, that's pretty bad. <laughs> right, okay, well, right. as we have seen all forms of animation, Sonic-wise, today... Um, that might be a good transition into, uh, something that I was super hyped for, by the way, in yes. 2003. That is Sonic X. This was the coolest um, thing at the time. Just like, whoa, uh, is Sonic anime? That was, yeah, oh my god, you, you, it blew the lid off. Um, everything, <laughs> this ain't your granddaddy, Sonic. And everyone hated Chris. 
yeah, that's one of the first things I was going to mention. How can you have a protagonist that's not Sonic, that's hated by absolutely everyone? Um, well, anyway, what, what were your impressions, guys, of uh, Sonic X? I mean, like, I guess the main issue is that we really just wanted to see, you know, um, Sonic doing Sonic stuff, and now they're just this random insert character who's a mm-hmm. human, and he's not very interesting, he's just, like, child. <laughs> <laughs> just cookie-cutter um, anime protagonist guy. Yeah. Um, I probably have a different view of Sonic X from you compared to you guys because Ooh, controversy. Let's not go. really, not really. It's not really a controversial. It's just a different opinion. Just because, um, Sonic X came out when I was a kid. Um, actually, it kind of ended while I was a kid because, yeah, it it started in two thousand three, and uh, sorry to make you people feel old, but uh, during two thousand three, I was three years old. So, I wasn't really um, watching Sonic X as it was airing, but I was watching, like, the reruns later on in, like, 2006, 2007. I told my granny to record the Sonic Avenger 2 arc because I couldn't miss it. Yeah, I didn't actually watch the entirety of it until way later i only watched like just random stray episodes i did have the game boy advance video cartridge that had the first two episodes on it that that was awesome that's probably the most sonic x i watched as a kid was just watching the gba video uh episode yeah i watched it two years after it was released um so i i'm i'm still very much uh watching it around the time it was released but um, I was I was crazy hyped for it. Yeah, I, was I definitely. It when it was on, but I was usually had to go to school. Uh, so yeah, we just watched reco- recorded uh, tapes. Um, Did four kids exist over in Australia? Or what? We got, we oh, four their, kids. Uh, we got their jobs. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, I mean, yeah, but like, did the because I think four kids had like a channel. Did you guys oh, have the, the, the straight-up no. TV channel? We did not. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, I remember... Because that was the other weird thing about Sonic X, why I didn't watch it as much, is that it was on four kids. And I don't for think us, my TV it must have been like, four kids. It would have been on Cartoon Network for us, right? Or like I thought Nickelodeon, it had on Cheese TV. Oh, Cheese TV! Yep. You guys had a channel called Cheese TV? <laughs> no, so, it's a uh, show. Cheese TV was a show uh, that aired on, like, weekdays or what was it was it fridays before school and um, yeah yeah early yeah at like 7 a.m or something and it was like these two charismatic uh australian guys whose names i've sadly they were edgy teenagers baby and they they told you what you didn't want to hear but they were still on air and they were just like talking about rubbish and then they would just like do items and stuff and they would play cartoons and there was all like the cool cartoons and the animes that that were popular at the time, like, uh... Well, Lagro's Card and Connection was the other one that was doing, like, Sailor Moon, um, Power Rangers. Yeah, so Agro was, like, one half of the spectrum, and the other half was Cheese TV. But Cheese TV... Yeah, that's right. And Cheese TV came in, and they're like, 
yo, we got the better cartoons. And Agro's, Agro's Cartoon Connection was just really trying to keep up, but it was just the split between the two. Um, by the end of it, like, I think both of those shows, like, ditched the hosts, and it just became the animations by the end of it. No, I'm sorry. It wasn't Sailor Moon. It was Card Captors. Card Captors yeah, yeah, Sakura? Yeah. yeah, but the dub. <laughs> yep, very good. Yeah, no one, no one could no, handle no, a subtitle Japanese at the time. I'm looking at a list. Oh one. yeah, of they course. Moon, yeah, Agros had Sailor Moon because I remember the host. Like, okay, this is like might show again might the age gap, but I remember the host like dressing up as Sailor Moon, and I remember thinking like, this is the best thing ever that I'm I've ever seen. Like, she's also had Sailor Moon. <laughs> oh really? Okay, there you go. Guys, some, all I'm getting out Aussie of this trivia. All I'm getting out of this is that Australia had way cooler like kids television than america god uh you might be right because like aussies were i feel at that time less sensitive what what was coming on tv like you would hear murmurings of complaints especially when uh dragon ball z came out oh yes on... so many people were up yeah because yeah weird. even with sailor moon like the silhouettes of them when they were in transformation like there were there was always a bit of an outcry but i always feel like it would have, probably would have been a lot bigger in the states. Well, uh, what we had for Sonic X in anime in the early two thousands, and we had four kids, and they were—I mean, they're kind of infamous now. I honestly don't think they did as bad of a job as people say they did because, mm-hmm. like, their their whole shtick was to convert anime that was mostly geared towards teens mm. and try to make it for like a Y5 demographic so obviously they're going to change a lot and um well interesting fact that you mentioned that um for Sonic X they even took out all the English signs mm. out of like landscapes yeah. to yeah to try and make it like global appeal because they plan to distribute I don't know if they were successful or not but well, they're going to distribute it everywhere I'd say that's pretty successful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they were a channel. I wasn't really... I didn't have the channel for kids. I don't even know. I think it aired on, like, Fox. But, like, at, like, a weird hour that I was never awake for. Because uh, I was not, like, a morning kid. So I wasn't mm-hmm. able to actually watch, like, a lot of early morning television and, like, cartoons. Because I was just sleeping. But I might watch that... it a couple of years after release because I remember somehow I got my hands on the Japanese dub and I preferred to watch all my anime in Japanese dub by that point. Yeah. Um, and I remember, oh my god, the, the Japanese intro for Sonic Eggs is S-O-N-I-C. such a banger. So much better. It is so good. It's the same guys that do like the Dragon Ball intros. Like, and you can hear it in his voice that like that that pitch of that Japanese singer that um like it's the same thing as Dragon Ball, right? Um, like it's like soft, soft rock, um, high pitched Japanese singing. It's just, it's absolutely beautiful. It's, it's a mwah, chef's kiss to yeah. intros. And it's so much more mecha too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, like I remember, like not liking the English intro as much, and that's pretty much that converted me instantly to watching the Japanese dub exclusively. Well, um, Sonic X's a... English, the English intro is the meme now. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I mean, it's everyone memes gotta go fast. Like, it's actually, to the point. This is how universal that is memed. 
when I want my wife to cringe, I'll just say, gotta go fast. And she's like, ugh. I, mean, I don't even remember at this point if gotta go fast came from that or if that was referencing a previous gotta Yeah, go no, true. I totally agree with you. Like, it was that like, did it pop up just for that intro or was it already established? But that's a really good point. I believe Sonic never has actually, like prior to Sonic X, uh, the intro, prior to it becoming a meme, I don't think Sonic actually has ever said, gotta go fast. Didn't he say it's... that in Smash Bros. Brawl? No, he said, you're too slow. Uh, I don't know and he said, come on, step it up! <laughs> Your Sonic interpretation is not bad, it's pretty good. Um... Uh, like, yeah, so like, outside of the intro, I remember watching it, like, being, like, absolutely glued to the screen... But, um, again, this is the perfect era of where my interest in Sonic started to dip because the games were definitely not my style. Um, but... What was wrong about the games? Ooh, should we get into it? Well, get I into mean, it. look, I keep saying 2003, bag a year. You had Sonic X, you had Sonic Advance, you had... Uh, was Sonic Heroes. Emblem, Sonic Heroes. Mm-hmm. But I think Sonic Heroes was the start of the grumbling... I would say the grumbling really could have, you could say the grumbling started with Sonic Adventure 2 personally. Probably, but like, at the time nobody was complaining about Adventure 2. It was like, oh my god, this is I wasn't, I wasn't really there for that, so yeah, I can't really confirm nor yeah. deny. Well, um, let me give you an old school sonic fans opinion of what was the transition at that time so i i do like the um the visual um upgrade that sonic experienced at that time but what i i love everything about what was going on except the core of what sonic had become in terms of the game so like you can hound me after i explain this because i'm i'm pretty sure you're on the other side of the fence on this moot point um but when sonic adventure came out I was, like, baffled. I was, like, scratching my head because the last thing I wanted to see was the cliche of, like, anapomorphic Sonic characters just being sucked into the real world. And I hated it. I hated it but you liked... so much. What? But you liked Sonic X? Um, I, I... This is the one thing that kind of drew me away from Sonic X. Like, just because Sonic... Sonic and the characters around Sonic, like... The classic characters are done really well, and I I like the atmosphere and the way that it is. And what I the part which is a massive part of Sonic X is how many like human characters are in a Sonic anime, mm. and I cannot stand that. Even with like Sonic Adventure, like I just I'm much less interested in Sonic popping up into the real world, and it's the same issue I have with the Sonic movie too. Um, everything that is not around that aspect of Sonic being in the real world, I love, but all the rest of it, I really don't like it. I see. Because you think about, like, classic Sonic, the the generation that I grew up with, I didn't even know humans could appear, except for Robotnik, who wasn't even really, like, a human in my mind, could appear in the Sonic universe. So that transition to me was pretty jarring, I gotta say. I see. not really gonna hound you over that. Because, you should, you know... though. This is what this should be about. <laughs> it should well, be different generations of Sonic appreciating different things. Well, no, I mean, 
I think that the whole Sonic living in the real world, that's that's part of the Japanese canon. Yeah, it's that's kind of always wise. been part of the Japanese canon. And since the Sonic Adventure, I think, is the first Sonic game where Sega of Japan was just kind of like, this is the canon now. This is what we're doing. This our that's kind of why I think the comics. I think I think it was in response to the comics kind of going a little nutty, but there, yeah, there's like in the this is kind of the fun thing about Sonic, and this is why I'm not going to hound anyone about Sonic because I think this is kind of what makes Sonic a very cool series is that there's like a trillion different Sonics. Everyone has their own idea of what they think Sonic should be because there's so many different interpretations already out there. Like, even when Sonic was just brand new in the 90s, there were still three entirely different interpretations of Sonic going on at the same time. More than that, even, if you count the, like, cartoons as their own separate things. Because there was the American Sonic, the Japanese Sonic, and the European Sonic. And... Everyone was just thinking that the Sonic that they kind of know first was just the Sonic. Right. So, I mean, that's also why Sonic fans will always continuously fight each other till the end of time. Because everyone has their own idea on what they want Sonic to be, and they'll always fight each other over differing yeah. opinions. Hold us, what do you reckon? Because you're kind of in between both of us, right? I thought we were about the same age, man. <laughs> You, know, you guys are both clearly old enough to remember Cheese TV. <laughs> That's a good point. Well, because, like, yeah, when it came out, the pervasive uh, feeling was, like, what are these human characters doing in our Sonic cartoon? Like, I mean, yeah, ostensibly it did occur in the real world, like the adventure games and onwards, but it's just, like, we didn't really want to see these, like, dumb human characters because that's not the <laughs> interesting part of the show. Yeah. And and some of them, oh my god, Sonic X was such cliche. Isn't it like, isn't the housemaid like a cliche, like Italian, like, you're not allowed to come around this house. Uh, like, there's some, like, absolute cliches, like how the Japanese interpreted uh, Western people at that time. Did um, you know that the, the voice actor for that made is, in English, is the same as Robotnik? It's Mike Pollock. Get out of here. Is that true? That, no, that's true. Mike Pollock is both Ella the Maid and Eggman. <laughs> oh, so my that... goodness. You're right. <laughs> yeah? That that goes to my point of, like, cliched voice interpretation. That's me, like, doing an Indian accent or a Mario or something, like... That is hilarious, though, isn't it? Mike Pollock yeah. is such a cool dude. Like he's always Mike Pollock is like... the best person. I love him. What's his biggest... What's he most known for? Eggman. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Okay. Um, what, he... like, in Sonic Adventure, or what, what version of Eggman? He's... Oh, I mean, he's particularly notable as an Eggman voice actor because he's been the one person to really survive pretty much every Sonic recasting. Because in... Ah. So so to kind of briefly explain the Sonic English voice actor uh, rabbit hole. Um, so Sonic Adventures 1, 2, and Heroes have what, what I guess I'm going to dub as the Dreamcast voice cast, where you had Ryan Drummond as Sonic, um, 
You had Dean Bristow as Eggman. I had a bunch of other guys I don't remember the names of, but... Uh, you had Lana Minnelli as... I think that's how you say her name. As Rouge. You had a bunch of... Uh, it was basically Sega's, like, in... I don't know if they were, like, the in, like, in-house like in team for voice yeah. cast, but, like, they, 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 were, they were Sega's go-to guys. And then... Um, Dean Bristow as Eggman, he passed away, so he couldn't keep doing, um, he couldn't keep doing the voice, because he was dead, but, um, after Lazy. Heroes, after Heroes in, when Sonic X came out, they recast everyone, because four kids had their own dub voice actors, and that's where we had, that's where Mike Pollock first showed up as Eggman, and then mm-hmm. you had Jason Griffith as Sonic, and all these other guys. Uh, I'm not good at memorizing the Sonic voice actor names for anyone who isn't yeah, Sonic or Eggman. Um, but they all they all were good. Well, I still like the the Dreamcast voice actors more, but they were good. Um, yeah. and then they were the main Sonic. Eventually, Sega moved that uh that dub cast from just doing Sonic X to doing the games too. So right. then the four kids cast just became they did the voices for Sonic or Shadow the Hedgehog, they did Sonic 06, they mm-hmm. did Sonic Unleashed. That's and, cool though. I I think the consistency really like resonates with a lot of people. So Yeah, um, I kinda wanna have the same voice actors in the games and the show at the same time. Yeah. And unless then... you do like a spot on kind of interpretation of what someone has already done. Um but you know, quite often you can hear the difference. Yeah. Um, so can I ask you this? Is Sonic X your favorite um, animation in the series? Me? It's the only Sonic show that I've seen all the way through. I've nice. I watched. Well, I think that I, counts for something. I watched bits and pieces of it as a kid, and then when I was like watching a lot of anime in high school and college, um, I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna watch Sonic X. And then I did. Right. So I like well, I was definitely well above the, the the targeted age demographic for Sonic X when I actually did sit down to watch it all the way through. I hear that the yeah. uh, Japanese version is pretty, still pretty good. But I I watched it in Japanese. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I thought Sonic X was pretty mid, both as a Sonic show and as in just an anime. Just know. mostly because I mean. The first, because there's like four main arcs in Sonic X. There's the kind of like intro filler kind of like Sonic is in the real world. Look at the wacky shenanigans. And then they just have two arcs of recapping the story of Sonic Adventures 1 and 2. And then that's the end of the first season. And I believe the show was just doing like really well overseas. So that's why they got the animation team in Japan to do another season. And that's why the Metarex saga happened, which was definitely more yeah. interesting to watch than the I, other. I heard that it's a must-watch, actually, in terms of like all the animations, like season three. Uh, apparently, you could almost just skip straight to season three, and you'd oh, you really can. enjoy the whole season. Yeah, so that's interesting. I mean, I don't know. I still thought that, like, because I remember watching bits and pieces of the Metarex saga uh, as a kid and thinking it was the coolest thing ever because of, like, the space robots. Because it just kind of turns into, like, this space opera because they just start flying around planets. That's where Cosmo shows up as well. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I, that, I, I learned that little tidbit yeah. after drawing Cosmo Kramer Cosmo. Yeah. Um, um... And I learned where Cosmo comes from. That's interesting. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. But then, I don't know, I guess watching it nowadays as a jaded adult and just like, yeah, it's just kind of a goofy kid show. It doesn't really do... There's nothing well, wrong I, with that. I almost feel like I'm probably going to go and watch season three at some point just because of what I heard, but... Um, yeah. yeah. Probably going to check it out. Uh, but I guess to go back to... Uh, just to complete the thought on the Sonic voice cast, um, I, in, like, I want to say the early 2010s, they recast every one for some they got rid of all the vo- four kids voice actors and they had like roger craig smith as sonic um they recast everyone except eggman eggman was still yeah. mike pollock from sonic x and then they wanted i feel like they wanted to recast everyone again for like sonic frontiers but then there was like this huge backlash when roger craig smith said he wasn't voicing sonic uh, anymore I think I heard so yeah so they they brought him back um but even then uh, Mike Pollock is always he's always Eggman. Um in he's been Eggman in the games in the shows since like two thousand three. That's awesome, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well the cool thing also about voice actors is the Japanese voice cast for Sonic has been the like the same cast has been the same from Sonic Adventure to the present. Um, Junichi yeah. Kanemaru oh, has yeah. been yeah, Junichi Kanemaru has been Sonic in everything except for actually he was not Sonic in the Japanese dub for the Sonic movies. They got some other guys probably due to dubbing company like movie dubbing company rights. But Junichi Kanemaru has been Sonic since 1998. Wow, what what a long uh, consistent job offer that has been. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that's just kind of how voices are, like the voice talent industry is in uh, in Japan. I think once you once you get a character, you are that character uh, for as that's long cool. as they are needed. Yeah. How much have you guys talked about Supersonic? Just in general. Do you guys think that uh, he's a bit of a Dragon Ball Z ripoff at all? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. That's, I believe that was indeed the point. But I actually, I think, I think there's actually a lot of cool things about Sonic as a whole kind of being a bit of a Dragon Ball ripoff at points. Especially mm-hmm. with things like um, the whole Sonic Adventure 2 saga of games. Or Sonic Adventure 2, Sonic Heroes, Sonic, or Shadow the Hedgehog, and I guess also Sonic 06. Being very more um, Dragon Ball anime oriented because I think it's it's really interesting because Dragon Ball it, like I don't know about you guys um, like watching Dragon Ball probably a lot earlier than I did I haven't actually seen Dragon Ball but like um, as a kid in the two thousands. Dragon Ball, like, you have, you had to have been a very specific type of kid to really get into Dragon Ball. And I feel like I wasn't that type of kid. Like, I personally, well, I didn't know anyone that was really into Dragon Ball, but I feel like, like, there were either the people that were, like, into Dragon Ball or the people that really just didn't get it. Well, like, and by the time I, you were around, right, like, Zed had stopped airing, right? Or that it was into the movies more than the actual show. Yeah, but I mean, it was probably still, like, reruns and whatnot and the internet. I feel, I still, I think you had to have been, like, a certain, you had to have been a certain type of kid to really get into Dragon Ball. 
And I think Sonic was a good kind of like... I'm, I'm not going to say it was like a gateway drug, but it's like kind of like a backdoor kind of way to get the same vibes without watching Dragon Ball. Because like, I feel like also there's probably a lot of families out there that probably weren't into Dragon Ball, as you guys were saying, due to its being, you know, maybe a little too violent for what people thought they should show their kids. And I think Sonic is kind of like a disguised way to still get those sort of Dragon Ball like anime vibes to kids that otherwise wouldn't have had that kind of exposure. And I think we're now kind of just starting to see the ramifications of that as anime grows more and more in popularity with um, young people and uh, sort of like more... Yeah, uh, I, I definitely have a totally different story to the one that you just told because yeah, like, growing with hyper violent eighties and nineties anime, um, like at times Dragon Ball was like the light version of all of that. Yeah, um, I mean, I saw the yeah. movies and it wasn't super violent. I mean, a couple of people lost I'm limbs with blood. Mostly... There was some blood, but the movies were a step up. I'm not really saying even... it's violence i'm more just saying like just the way that yeah. dragon ball is is kind of just geared towards a certain type of kid um like um dragon ball itself is like basically a space adventure there was yeah. like not as much like the whole like fighting and being the best in the universe thing going on with that first series um but yeah i don't know like it was much less shocking for me the thing that I hated was like the um the dub version because I to this day I dread the DBZ intro. I remember like as a kid I had to shut it off. Because that intro came on like dragon, dragon, rock the dragon. I, I just turned it off. It was like on Cheese TV and I just had to turn off the TV because like I don't know what that was, but I'm never gonna watch it. I and I didn't rock know. The you I loved it? it? It has like cringe appeal. But like yeah, this yeah says, Hezala is way better, obviously. Yeah, yeah, oh, 100%. Um, but yeah, I, I had to turn it off, and I didn't discover until probably I was 20 that Dragon Ball was epic and awesome and the best thing ever. But the whole reason I brought up the whole um, Supersonic DBZ thing is because I think Sonic X has come back around <laughs> to the yeah. animation topic. It was like, I think that's the first iteration we saw in the animation, right? Um, Sonic oh, X. Yeah, it was the first time that he, we saw Supersonic. That's... Yeah, that's right. Because the other the other Sonic animations before then, they didn't really have they didn't have the Chaos Emeralds in general. Whenever Sonic needed to get his Deus Ex oh, Machina, Ad like, Adventures, the first one actually has four Chaos Emeralds. Wait, I don't know if Chaos or Mar yeah, yeah, yeah. Robotnik points them out on a clipboard or something, and he's like, "We have to protect the. We have to grab these." But like, nothing actually comes of oh. This is it. Okay, now I remember. This is, like, coming back to me. Um, Sonic obtains the Chaos Emeralds, I believe. But instead of going Super Sonic, they just duplicate him. So the end battle is, like, five Sonics versus Robotnik. I see. Yeah. Because, yeah, so, like, in... you still don't see Hypersonic or Super Sonic. Yeah. In Sat AM, when Sonic needs a boost of power, he just grabs a ring. Yeah, right. Yeah. They use right. the rings, kind of, to power so up So do Sonic. you remember how he becomes Super Sonic in Sonic X? Um, he... is it emerald based? Is it yeah? What's going oh, on? Oh, it's there? it's emerald based, obviously. Oh, okay. He gets also sometimes you know, emerald. he just like they, I I imagine they could have like written something in where he's like he's uh 
got some other form that you didn't know about, but if... I don't be... think there's ever been a time in Sonic where he goes super without needing the Chaos Emeralds. Yeah, okay. There probably is one, but I can't think of it right now. It's <laughs> a bit off topic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, Sonic X, I I think, like, if I could watch the last season, I would do it, and I will do it. And um, that's an interesting stepping stone to move on to, like, because nothing is like Sonic X afterwards, right? Like, the next two are, like, Boom and Prime. Isn't and... uh wait? This is gonna. This might be. This might turn into a commercial for a second. Uh, if they actually are selling it, but uh, isn't Disco Tech doing a new like release of Sonic X? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they have a Sonic X Complete Series Blu-ray. Um, English dub only though. <laughs> That's kind of uh. Yeah, that's kind of a deal breaker. But they did have they are doing Sonic X. Seventy dollars though. Wow. Imagine re releasing uh a two thousand and three anime for seventy dollars completely. I mean anime and like physical anime is always really expensive. Yeah, I think right. you can watch Sonic X dubbed on like Crunchyroll or some anime streaming service. But I think there's probably different rights between the Japanese version. How much have you guys watched of Boom and Prime? Uh, I've seen like the first couple episodes of Boom, but not much after that. And we've both seen none of Prime. I've seen uh, probably half of Sonic Boom. Mm. And also, yeah, none of Prime. I think it's incredible that Boom has 104 episodes. Isn't that a wow. testament to something? <laughs> Boom is awesome, actually. I I love Sonic Boom. Yeah. I think Sonic Boom is my favorite out of the Sonic television animation. I, uh, I, I like it, too. Um, like, I was surprised at how disconnected it actually is from any of the gaming versions, but I oh, yeah. enjoyed watching it thoroughly. Because... Um, I was, like, almost embarrassed at how much I laughed at a bunch of those episodes that I watched. I think I've watched, like, the first, like, 26 episodes. Like it's that. really funny. The writing yeah. is incredible in Sonic Boom. Yeah, what didn't I saw, I remember it being quite funny. Yeah. It's super funny. It's a bit meta. Um, the writing is really nice. And there are, like, so many s- jokes just, like, that just get snuck in there. And you're, like... Yeah. Catches you off guard, which makes it really funny. Yeah, I think Sonic Boom. I think that's probably why it's my favorite. Uh, it also like is a product of its time in terms of because it came out in the mid 2010s, mm. and in that period of time, Sonic Sonic's kind of presence shifted more to a meme based one, especially on social media. So the fact that the Sonic TV show of that era kind of capitalized on that kind of meta self-memeing to make a lot of jokes made it hit a lot more. Yeah, right. I I think so. Like, I I think, like, it just, like, it found its pace when it came to, like, comedy, which Sonic, like, nearly every Sonic series has attempted. I don't know why this worked much better than a lot of the previous iterations. I think it's just due to the very strong writing and kind of self-awareness mm. at both 
the Sonic series and the sub-series of Boom, like, the, the writers definitely knew what they were writing for, and they knew kind of what the Sonic fan, like, community was, like, the current trends they had there, and I think they just went nuts, and I think that's why that show is just it's so It's so funny. amazing that a, like, animation for a video game tie-in is way better than the game itself. Well, yeah. <laughs> Sonic Boom, like the video game... Incredible. Sonic Boom, the video game, was a game. And... <laughs> it exists. And then after, yeah. after 10 hours, the game completes itself, and you never play um, it Yeah, I mean, well, because the whole idea of Sonic Boom was it was going to be its own, you know, like, universe with its own stuff. And... Yeah, it was going to be like this big new branch of Sonic where it would have its own game series and a TV show and probably some comics. Yeah, it was whatnot. pretty daring. I like I really couldn't have cared less about like the uproar about like the blue arms and the scarf. Oh, yeah, I, me either. I didn't care one bit because like, ah, it's fine, you know. If anything, my biggest strange gripe with the boom designs was just Around, like, the weird bandages and scarfs and extra spines and <laughs> knuckles being a giant, like, knuckles. Yeah, that was a bit of a weird choice, wasn't it? Yeah, it was definitely different. I grew, I, it grew on me, obviously. Yeah. But, yeah, no, uh, Sonic Boom is awesome. And I, then, yeah, I, I can't another really thing, anything. like, just making everyone, like, kind of, um, relatable and, like, uh, like even Robotnik, isn't there an episode yeah. where like he has to bunk up with the Sonic team because his his place has been I don't know. Yeah, like... Eggman's not even like a menace in that show. It's just like they're just all friends. It's kind of like a sitcom in that sense. <laughs> That's pretty good. And I mean, it works to its benefit. Um, yeah. More importantly. Uh, I do think we did actually miss a piece of Sonic animation in yeah, our right. in our journey. Um, no. Well, like episodic one. We can't. I think we have to do a different, a separate episode for just for that. We have to do us do it. Well, wait, Norm, have you seen the Sonic OVA? Oh yes, I have. I've seen it a couple of times. Well, then, yeah, we probably would have to do a whole episode on just that. Why not? Because... How about we we all watch it and then we come back and give our review of the Ninko? I, I actually nice. watched it. I watched it pretty recently, actually, because I had a friend who never had seen it and he wanted to watch mm. it, and so uh, we watched the uh, the OVA together. So it's actually pretty fresh in my yeah. mind. I watched it on VHS back in the Me day. Too. I had it on VHS. Yeah, I am still got it. I didn't have it on VHS. Um, I watched it online. But I did go to a media store once, and they had it on DVD, and I thought to myself, I can get it later. I'll, I'll find it again. And I've never found it again to this day. I what's wish the, I bought it. Well, since we'll, we'll save that for another one, um, what's the one thing you remember from um, that OVA? Um, you might know everything I'm going to do, but that's not going to help you, since I know everything you're going to do. Strange, isn't it? That line is like a Rick and Morty line. Um, for me, it's just like weird cowboy hat knuckles. Oh yeah, well I mean, it cowboy can't hat. Just be one thing because I've seen it like so many times. I yeah. Like the, the owl guy with the funny uh, glasses. 
Mr. Owl. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. He steals Sonic's clothes. Oh, yeah, no, dude. I love the OVA. The OVA... I mean, if Sonic Boom is my favorite animation for TV, for Sonic, the OVA is my favorite animation. It's probably my favorite Sonic, like, not-game media, period. Okay. Because um, I'm not the biggest fan of the movies, and I haven't really got that much into the comics. So... Well, uh, since we're running out of knowledge base, what does everyone think about Prime that we've not watched? Um, uh, I have heard it's good. Yeah, I've also heard it's good. The character, <laughs> the character design seems pretty cool, uh, and people like talking about uh, Amy Rose in it. So yeah, it, it looks good from what I can tell. And for eight episodes, I feel like I'd probably just like watch it um, in a real short sesh. But I've heard. Very different and pretty interesting character development apparently for Sonic. So the I've overview heard heard bad is in it. I like Rouge. We were talk we talked about Sonic X. We didn't even mention how Rouge the Bat had that weird <laughs> side plot with like that police chick where they were just like <laughs> not gonna lie, like lots of lesbian undertones, but I, I digged it a lot. Of course you did. I mean as, 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 a, <laughs> as a Sonic as a Sonic fan, you know you know Rouge the Bat is irresistible. Sonic the Hedgehog, what freaking one of the most attractive characters. I don't. I actually don't know the whole freaking. You said that last episode too. I did. Yep. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna find a way to shoehorn top ten hottest Sonic females into every episode. No. Now with sexy bats. Very good. Okay. Um, uh, so Sonic Prime, obviously, we. Uh, do you guys have any um, plans to watch it in the near future? Maybe. I don't oh. have Netflix either, and honestly, I don't really watch a lot of like TV stuff that isn't anime right mm. now. So, and even then, I barely watch that much anime these days. I'm much more of a of a gamer man, so. Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll probably... do my own review about it then, because I want to watch it. I'll probably watch it eventually, awesome. especially because we'll, we'll need to make an episode of it for this podcast, for sure. Um, but, I don't know. My involvement with the Sonic brand is pretty game-oriented. Um, that's that's the branch that I special... That's my specialty in Sonic lore expert hey. knowledge. Alright, that's good. Um... Well, I think that we we covered all of them. I we I did, like yeah. The leftovers that we would talk about is probably like Prime, obviously, for its own separate thing. And if you guys want to talk about the movies too, um, we have not done a movie episode. Yeah, that could be a thing. That could be a thing. I do have a lot of, of a lot a lot to say. Yes, uh, we about do uh, the... have different Ooh. opinions on this. Yes, um, because I mean. Put it shortly, Sonic 1, like the Sonic movie 1, did not like one bit at all. And then Sonic 2, I thought, was passable. Man, you don't have a heart, like... I really don't. Get into it, guys. Fight. You should watch Paddington 2 and get back to me. Paddington 2? Well, you know what's actually, like, 
made me realize I'm pretty goddamn soulless these days is there's that Twitter thread going around of like, what's the funniest thing you've ever seen in TV animation or just animation in general? There's just people posting these like clips from TV shows and movies and animated stuff. And everyone's like, oh my god, this is the funniest thing ever. I love this thread. And I haven't laughed at any of them. I have no soul. I'm empty inside. Yeah, I mean, look, Yalapi Lose is pretty low bar content, so like... Yalapi Lose. Don't worry about it. What is well, it, like, PewDiePie really, seven like, years ago? It's not really like a, in a you laugh, you lose kind of sense, but what I mean is it's like people all being all like, this is this made me laugh so hard when I first saw it, and everyone's replying to it like, oh, yeah, no, that's awesome, and it's getting tons of, like, traction on Twitter, and I'm like... I'm trying to find funny. I want to laugh, and none of this is funny. So, I, don't know, I have no, I have no heart. So, uh, Norm, I'm curious. Do you ever say your Normus on Twitch on Twitch? Ooh, that's a good thing. Maybe I will start doing it because I think that could be catchy. I'm <laughs> Normus on Twitch on Twitch. On Twitch. Oh, I like it. I like the sound of that. <laughs> it's like, like you know, like what? What do you play uh, ping pong on? What's the name of that um, desk or? A ping pong yeah, table? Exactly. No, 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 no. It's a table tennis table. So it's one table? of those things, yeah. Ah. I'm on Twitch. I like it. <laughs> I'm going to start doing that. Thank you for that uh, little tidbit of uh, promotional support. Yeah, because I think yeah. we should probably wrap up. It seems like we finish everything. Yeah, we, have, we pretty much ran out of things to talk about. Right, so I think we've all um, concluded that definitely my favorite is the best, and you guys have changed your opinions. That Avengers of Sonic the Hedgehog, I've uh, changed your minds, and it's clearly the best. And you will I'm go back AOFD and rewatch them. Is incredible. I do want to rewatch it one of these days. I think actually didn't again to to go back to my boys Disco Tech. Didn't they do a freaking AOSTH? <laughs> Disco Tech. <laughs> Sonic. Like, honestly, like it's still a hard watch, but I think I've made my case, and I win this debate. Yeah, uh, they did. They they did a Blu-ray of Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, Blu-ray, oh, yeah. that's crazy. I can't imagine oh, that. Yeah, it's on Blu-ray. One High def. Didn't it? It's on sale right now. $45, all 65 episodes in standard definition. It's a standard... That's less than a dollar an episode. What a bargain. Go yeah, buy it I'll... now. 10% there off. There you go. The, the box art goes pretty hard, though. It's Enter a... in Secret Base Zone. For ten percent off your order. I wish we could get sponsored by. Do you think we could get to that level, guys? I hope. Well, I've always said that, like, the dream goal, dream goal is to get Hideki Nakanuma as a guest. (laughs) Yeah. Imagine that. If I mean, I would need to study up in my chungology if we were to get Nakanuma. Because he would do it. I know he would appear on a podcast. Really? I don't know if you would appear on our podcast. I just, I, well, again, I don't know if, I know Hideki Nagadoma's written English is very good. I don't know if his spoken English is, I don't know if, I don't know if he's super conversationally fluent or not. Maybe you don't really like, see him talk that much. Maybe for April Fool's we can do a Nihongo episode and see how that goes. Oh dear, my speaking isn't, I, I'm not that good. <laughs> but... Uh, no, that would just be embarrassing. It would. Great. Plans for the future. Done. But, uh, yeah. Uh, Hideki Naganuma. Is he still unhinged? Is he still... Is he still terminally online? Yeah, last time I mentioned him, I checked his Twitter, and I basically said, yeah, not. 
Yeah, nah. Does he? Does he speak like an Australian now? He's still on the way here. I don't think I'm gonna. What is he? Is the? Yeah, he's still the CEO of Funky Fresh Beats. What was his last thing? Um. Oh, oh, well, mm, okay, Hideki Naganuma, what, mm, okay. What did you find? Um, him retweeting, uh, oh no, those are thighs. Um. Those are thighs? Yeah, like, yeah, what else has he done? I guess he isn't really talking about, um... He's not really talking. He's not really just speaking memes. I remember back when uh, he was really bad. Like every tweet of his just read like freaking Family Guy funny moments. Big Chungus, haha. Now he just kind of he just retweet. He just retweets like Jetset Radio stuff and like people, um. People posting like tomboys and femboys and thighs and trying to make them horny. Oh, well, that's uh, everyone needs a pastime. So you can find me on Twitch and Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> really? Find all of us on Twitch. Yes, absolutely. Well, who are you guys? I'm August. Uh, I'm JT Duckman, and I'm Normus on Twitch. On Twitch. Uh, so, what now?